to begin this journey of intimacy with you, you speak to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Please turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That will be the text we'll be examining for the next three Sundays by the grace of God. Philippians 3 10. Yes, sir. And the power of the resurrection. Yes, sir. And the fellowship of his suffering being made comfortable unto his death. That I may know him. That first phrase is all we're going to be considering. And I titled this series The Journey of Intimacy. Somebody say that. Thankfully, our Sunday school since last week, in fact, the Sunday school for this time, for this session, is talking about growing. Last week and this week, we talked about leaving the place of milk to the, to the messages of meat. And Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, made up listed the things that are of milk. The kind of sermons or teachings that are for babies. Teachings about baptism, teachings about uh, uh, resurrection of the dead, uh, repentance from sin. Yes, those teachings are good. But Paul, the, the writer of Hebrews, admonished us to leave those childish things, to leave those uh, seemingly milky word and talk about some deeper truths and one of it is the journey of intimacy hallelujah yeah. every believer needs to embark on this journey every believer needs to embark on a journey of intimacy with Christ he says as many that believe him he gave them power to become in truth, if you are a believer and you get to know him better, that is when you become. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You become the Son of God when you get to know him, when you get to some intimate level. And only by intimacy can we know him. As it truly is. So I will be sharing briefly seven cadres or seven levels of intimacy that every believer needs to get to. Seven that we need to grow out of and become. Hallelujah. So seven levels. Of intimacy. Level number one is the level of stories. Somebody say that. Stories, level of stories. If all you know about God is the stories that we have heard, the stories that of what He did through our fathers, the stories of of uh, of, of, of how faithful He was in the Bible. If that is the only thing we know about God. You will know those stories, and the devil will still beat you. How do I mean? The Bible says about Gideon. Gideon was 
was scared of the of the of the uh, 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 Philistines so well that he was hiding, threshing in a white press, so that they would not they would not suspect that he was there. And while he was there, while, while, the, while the enemy the enemy was was tormenting them, Gideon was asking the question. Where is the God our forefathers said deliver them from Egypt? So he knew that God was able to deliver. He knew the stories of how God delivered their forefathers from Egypt. But the evidence that tormented them, a number of us only know stories. A number of Christians stop at this level. They can tell you the level, the story of how the Lord called Babalola, how the Lord has been using Babalola for ages, how this has been happening and that has been happening. They can tell you stories upon stories upon stories upon stories. But these people that are not story, they can still be tormented in their sleep by the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the good thing, I'm not saying stories are not good. Stories excite you. But stories cannot transform you. Stories can excite you to say, ah, if God can use my forefathers this much, then he can use me. That is the good thing about stories. Stories excite us. Stories get us to a level whereby we want to know more about this. We want to press further in the intimacy with God. So when you and, and, and this this I'm about to say, I I say with all humility, all humility, all sense of humility, all sense of humility. A number of Christians these days, you hear them say, My pastor said more often than the Bible says, or God told me. A number of Christians have become secondary carriers of God's message. Which means the message becomes the pastor, primary carrier, then transform, transfer to the congregation. And if there's anything I want us to learn, at least as a church, is that we are moving from the milk stage to the solid stage. Whereby every member of the church, every member of this church, can hear God by themselves. So that you don't turn your pastor into a consultant, into a spiritual consultant. Uh, please help us to come to God. We have the same access to God. The access I have, the same rights I have to meet God, is the same rights you have. There's, there's something my, one of my mentors used to say, that God, God doesn't have a grandson. God doesn't have a grandson. God has sons and daughters. There's no hope. I am a son of God. You people are behind me. Even Jesus said, we are co-heirs. All of us are together. So if all of us are children of God, we all have the same access, the same rights, equal rights to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So people, Christians need to start saying, God told me, or the Bible says, more often than my pastor said, my mentor said, a man of God said, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, stories only inspire us to seek more of God. That's all stories can do. 
They can only make us to want to know more about this God that we'll be hearing about. Now there's another level. Level two is what I call the level of principles. Somebody say that. The level of principles. <coughs> now, principles. These people who operate at this level have gone a little bit further. They've gone a little bit extra to look at the text, the word, what the word is saying, and the principle behind that. The principle of sowing and reaping. The principle of day and night. The principle of when you do this, this comes out. Now, that level is good. And I can tell you, a very huge percentage of Christians are in this level. And some churches have their sermons from, from January to December on this level. Level of principles. Now, the danger about staying in this level is this. Principles are universal. If an atheist so, you will be. If a Shango worshiper, a Muslim, a Christian, a, a Hindu, a Buddhist, if they, if they plant corn, they will be concerned. God will not say because this one is an atheist, because they acknowledge that God exists. If he plants corn, he will reap peace, he will reap uh, banana. So, principles are universal. And this is how you know the people that are on this, on this level. They start asking questions. After all, this person doesn't know God. And he gets the results. Because God often operates by principle, principle of day and night. Sit time and harvest time. Those things are universal. <laughs> so these people, if the same thing, if 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 what's the reason why I'm coming to, to church is to learn the same principles and I learn in business school, then what's the point? What's the point of coming to church? If it is the same principle that are being taught in MBA classes. I'm not, I'm not against that though, and I've always said that. I'm not against it. We teach some of those principles in church. But what I'm saying is, if that is what you hear from January to December, if that is the only word, only food you eat, you're going to add virtual You're going to have spiritual virtual or spiritual malnourishment. Because principles are universal. Whether you love God or you don't love God, if you, if you, uh, 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 Embrace and, and, and obey the same set of principles, you're going to get the same set of results. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the danger between these are the principles are universal. If anybody follows the same, they'll get the same results. So, these people read the scripture, they get some hidden codes in it, and those principles, anybody can do it. But there's more. There's more. We are not just supposed to stay. In the level of principles. Hallelujah. Amen. If you remember the story of the rich fool, the Bible says he has set up a barn, enlarged his barn, he has really, I mean, he harvested, 
he has a lot, lot of harvest. He has counted all those things. And he said, Oh, rest my soul and begin to enjoy the labor of your hand. And the Bible says, Oh, you are a fool, but that the soul, your soul will be required from you tonight. Now, what principles make us do is that it makes us dominate the earthly realm alone. God has called us as Christians not only to dominate the earth, but dominate earthly realm and heavenly and the spiritual realm. I want to tell you that you know that the spirit, the realm of the spirit, is more real than the realm of the physical, than this physical realm. Things happen first in the spirit. Even uh, metaphysical, uh, metaphysics and uh, some other scientists have, 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 have suggested that the earth seems to be like a shadow of something else, of a multi-universe or something like that. It's just a shadow. So whatever we are happening now, if, if anyone is obeying principles, they are going to dominate the earthly realm alone. Whereas God is calling you for more. Tell them what there is more. Say there is more. So God is calling you for more. I want more of you. Oh, I want more of you. Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know. to level three. I'll spend a bit of time here and see if we can do one more before we close the service. Hallelujah. Yeah. Level three is the level of the revelational knowledge of Christ. The revelational knowledge of Jesus. How do you develop a revelational knowledge of Christ? You develop this in the place of reality. Those who wait upon the Lord. The Bible says what? Talk to me. That strong that strength. They shall mount up with weights as eagles. They shall do what? They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Is it natural to run and not be weary? Talk to me. Is it natural to run and not get tired? So, if you are obeying, if you are operating the level of principles, you will run. You will think it's by running that makes you fast. Yes, you will run. But what that level will tell you is that you will be tired. But the level of waiting, the level of the revelational knowledge of Christ, says that you will run and not be tired. You will be walking and not be faith. You will not be faith while walking. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the place of waiting. See, waiting is different from studying or meditating. Waiting on the Lord is absolute trust in God. If a, a, a place where you say, even though it's slaying, yes, I will trust him. We have Christians these days that give God ultimatum. God, if you cannot do this thing, I'm asking you by 
Next week or next month. That means you're no longer God. I'm soft having you. I, I was having a conversation on the WhatsApp group uh, yesterday. Someone asked questions of uh, uh, when people say that God told them to do something or to that something is going to happen and it doesn't happen, that we should discuss how it's affecting <coughs> Christian God. That some people may not want to serve God again because someone popular came out to say God said this will happen and it didn't happen again. So my, my response to that is let's not be able to talk about the God said or God didn't say. The fact that any human being is beating God and say that God, I don't serve you again, does not move God on his He doesn't make him less God. He doesn't remove anything from his supremacy, from his sovereignty. So when people say, God, I give you an ultimatum, if you don't do this by so and so time, I will stop serving you. You are not doing yourself. In fact, the devil is not using you to play. Because the devil that you are going to serve knows that there is God. Knows that God exists. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, when people don't have developed the culture of waiting, that's what happens. And we live in a micro generation. A generation that wants things done fast, fast, sharp, sharp. If it doesn't happen now, bam, fast internet, fast this, fast that, fast this, fast network, fast everything faster, fast this, fast, everything fast, fast. Whereas, those who develop a revelational knowledge of Christ do so in the place of where? In the place of where? See, waiting room is a room where giants are built. The waiting room is a place. Okay, the Bible says, let me quickly share this. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time will not cease. We teach about the soul. We teach about the reaping. But we rarely teach about the waiting. You don't plant today and reap tomorrow. In fact, my, my, my boss, uh, my friend, my boss in the office and my friend always say something that don't reap your seed when it has not germinated. You know, when you plant seed, maybe this is our generation who will not know. When you plant seed, and after five days, just on the that this is not good, and you want to remove the seed, you have killed both the seed and the prospects of the seed. We plant, we teach about the soul. We harvest, we teach about the reaping. But rarely do we teach about the wheat. The stronger the crop, the longer the wheat. I know some of my friends that are into cocoa plant, cocoa farming, uh, oil palm farming. In fact, I was almost going to get one time. How do you wait for five years before you start you plant for five years before you start reaping? But you plant one palm tree, sir. Eh? That you're waiting for five years. That palm tree, you will, you will weave it to your children. <laughs> you, that palm tree, that palm uh, uh, plantation, you, it will be part of your weaving. <laughs> if you plant maize, 
the annual cycles of maize will you get before you get one cycle of palm? Maize is three months. Every three months you harvest it. The harvest every three months. So the longer the waiting, the more valuable the plant. So some of us have been asking God for something, and it seems that the waiting time is too long. You are developing roots. You are developing roots. So that when small storm, especially this Abuja storm comes, Abuja storm will carry maize in how many seconds? But there are some trees, no matter the storm, they stay firm. In fact, there's this tree in our house, uh, in front of our house, all these tall trees. Storm blew so well that the tree bends. The tree did die. Now, the tree is about, it's, it's going back straight. Why? Because it has developed roots. The period of waiting, the period of waiting, developing the revelational knowledge of Christ, is the period to develop roots. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when we wait, what happens? God releases aspect of Himself to us. See, may we know Christ. May we have a revelational knowledge of Christ. Amen. When we wait for Him, He releases aspect of Him to us. That's why nobody is an idol of God, which means nobody knows the whole of God. We only see a bit. So as you wait, He releases some parts. As you wait, He releases His parts. As you wait, He releases His parts. So the more we wait, the more of God we know. That I may know Him. That question or that statement is answered in the place of waiting. When was Paul writing this letter? Paul was not a new Christian. Oh, oh. Paul was not a baby Christian when he was making this request. Paul had gone through shipwrecks, had gone through building, the building, the setting, the stone he left for them. Push him over the wall in a basket, let him down so I can escape. He has gone through several things. He has ministered, he has been a missionary, he has seen the sea, he has resident. Yes! After all, so this is a message for strong bodies and strong bone. That I may know him, having a revelational knowledge of Christ, having some packets of God released to us by time in the place of waiting. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible calls God Bible, Father of Light. Father of Light. See, the Bible says in Genesis 1, uh, uh, verse 3, God created, God said, Let there be light. And light appeared. And science made us to understand that the source of light to our universe is the sun. Because the moon actually gets its light from the sun. Now, God created light on the first day and created sun on the fifth day. <laughs> Who is that? What is that light? But man, the father of light himself, in himself, is light. Now, when we wait on God and get to know more of God, because He's revealing Himself to us, and He reveals it in parts. Light 
illumination of light, this light is several rays of small, small light packed together. Several rays. Now, each of those rays is called quanta of light. Just quanta, that's what you just see. You, you notice it very well when you, when you put on your headlamp, you see that a ray of light, okay? So when you wait on God, you get a quantum. So the more you wait, the more packets you can pack, the more the brighter you are shining. So the more you wait, the more of God you know, the more He releases it onto you until you are shining. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, those who function by principle, they pursue results. But those who function by the knowledge of Christ, they pursue things that nature cannot give. They rule over nature. See, I think it's just lazy Christians that think life is just natural. There is nobody that is successful that hasn't got a taste of the supernatural side. Trust me. I'm careful to share something because we are live on the internet. But, 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 but I've, I've heard people, I've heard people say that you are going to submit a contract. There is a particular ring they give you that just take that contract to that office where the ring tap the paper three times. No matter what you put in that contract, they will sign it. I have seen see, I have lied. Sir, that one, that kind of university, that one on Twitter. I will say, you would agree to church. Yeah, it's not. He knows where he's going that time. Because they understand what it takes to do the supernatural. If you if, 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 if want to look at the kind of, of, of sacrifices these people pay, you know we are listening to say in Christendom. The kind of sacrifices they pay. So, the devil is just cheating us to think that life is natural. Sir, Amas, life is not natural. Life is more spiritual than natural. One of my mentors, I don't know if I said that story here, told me this story a long time ago. He used to be in the bank, I think he's still in the bank. Uh, at that time, he was the head of operations. So, he had a branch manager. In a new generational bank, not a not new bank, he had a branch manager who was a lady. Babe, clean babe, I'm going to nice girl, not this clean babe that you think that, and they cannot speak here with their elders. That the guy just said, a lot of somebody just told you to get to work, maybe one to six that day, or five days to care about it. Lagos. He just got to work. He saw the babe, this clean babe, with a calabash inside the office, doing something. Just, ha! Ah! You think that? Hey! <laughs> Where people get to? To get power. But there is a power that is better and greater 
than those powers. The Bible says all those powers, even though they are evil, but beside the power of God, they are like dead. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me explain that a little bit. How would you be time? Now, when I was a teenager, I, I used to be very, very inquisitive. I tell you the kind of mentors I have. I asked different kind of questions. So I asked one of my mentors one day. You people say that the power of the devil is better. It is a lie. How come that the Babala was someone we use a for share real life and it will happen? That it was a power. He was the one that now, one of my mentors, Pastor Fender, he met him, he was part of our inauguration service on the first day. He's in South Africa. He was my mentor, he was the one that took me, all those my annoying teenage questions, he was the one that answered them. He said, no, the devil didn't say they are dead. And that's something about us. A lot of us, we don't, we've not read the Bible for ourselves. <laughs> we've only heard about the Bible. He said, no, the Bible says they are like dead. So he's talking about comparing how great the power of God is compared to the power of the devil. Ah, when I heard that, then, see, my shoulder, I just, at that time, when I was younger, eh, I used to look for trouble. The Lord reveals it to me, I just thought someone is a witch, and I will go and meet him. And he's a witch. If they will cook it well. I, I, I used to go and go because I don't go that revelation, that understanding. Oh, hey. It's not that the Bible is denying that they are not real. But the Bible is saying, compared to the power of God, how great the power of God is, their power is like death. If the powers that is like death can be achieving some of the results you are seeing, how much more? Will be the revelational knowledge of Christ, the kind of things we will achieve. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Now, at the level of the revelation of Christ, there are superior laws that beat principles. There are superior laws that will start being applicable to you. That are beyond what principle can give you. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at the feeding of, of 5,000. Jesus was about to feed the 5,000. And um, he asked them, What should we do? Feed it. If, 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 if feeding them was not a huge challenge. They would have suggested that Jesus should release them, let them go and buy food and come back. Am I right? Now, there's another miracle there. There are two miracles in that story. Maybe I'll share the two. There's a miracle of Jesus speaking to 5,000 people without the mind. A lot of us don't know that. How will 5,000 people hear one person's voice? I used to remember, and now it is possible. I've heard my grandmother tell me a story of when Babalola used to pray. They don't have mic in those days. So if we shout, and people will hear it. As he's shouting, my grandmother told me that, you know, in those days, they used bottles 
for water, not plastic. What is it? So they carry water there. And a witch, as it's kind of Jesus, as it's kind of Jesus' name, your bottle will break. Yes, like my grandmother told me that story. That as a child, you know, no matter where you are, you will hear that voice. So Jesus, it was a miracle that Jesus spoke to 5,000 people without a mind. Another miracle, sir. They have been there for three days. They did for me. If they were, if they had been hungry for three days, if they had been going to buy food and come back, going to buy food and come back, they would on the third day, they would have just told them, you'll be going to buy food, go and buy the food and come back. But there was a miracle that they got to the presence of God in the place of waiting. Laws of nature were suspended. <laughs> They went they, they didn't go hungry until the third day. And watch this. The principles. Jesus was trying to show the disciples something. Principles said that we have to feed these people. To feed them, we have to go and buy food. That is principle now. I mean, you want to get food in your, in your house. You go to the market and buy food. That if you are operating the level of principle, that's what you are. You, and it works for everybody. Now, they, they were talking about principles. Jesus was giving them a superior law. There is a law of multiplication of bread. He said, Philip said, if we are going to feed this people, it will require one year salary to buy the food. And where are we going to buy the food? The villages are far from this place. But there is a higher law when we get the revelational knowledge of Christ. There is a more superior law, law of multiplication. Now, let me tell you some stories. This is what stories do for us. It, it makes us eager to know more of God. Now, the same apostle of Allah, I mean, the story has it that he told some of his protégés and his disciples, they went to the mountain. He now told them, he bought bread, a loaf of bread. Seven of them, seven of them, one loaf of bread. He gave them that bread, say, take we eat it till I come back. Eat this thing till I come back. He now went further to pray. Ah, 3 p.m. Baba de Bakum. 6 p.m. Baba de Bakum. Bros. Boy, they chop his bread. They bless this guy. So, he started eating the bread. 6 p.m. Baba stayed there for 3 days. The bread didn't finish. When they were going back, after 3 days, they took the bread away. They didn't finish it. Seven men all over bread. The law of multiplication of bread can be applicable in your home. Amen. See, Amen. you know, this goes beyond principles. Principles says you have to have money in your pocket, you go to shop price. That's principle, it works for everybody. But there's a superior law. Okay, look at this. The fact that the law of multiplication of bread exists doesn't mean that the law of principles are not existing. Now watch this. There's gravity. If you jump up, you become that. Why? Because there's law of gravity exists. Law of gravity is what pulls anything that goes up, it pulls it down. But an aeroplane will go up. Why? How come? What is the law? There is a superior law introduced into an aeroplane. It's called the law of aerodynamics. That makes it suspends the law of gravity. 
If you don't see that, ah, she be aeroplane here. Yeah? It's aeroplane that is flying like that. Me too. I want to fly. What happens to you? <laughs> Do you understand? So, you need to get to know what the people know who operates in this level. And how do you know it? By waiting. In the place of waiting. I have met cash in my wardrobe before. I have met money in my account before. See, there is a superior law to the law of nature. There is a superior law. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we declare that's a testimony upon this church in the name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that's a law of multiplication. I declare it because I have experienced it before. I declare it upon this church right now in the name of Jesus. May we multiply. Physically, spiritually, financially, multiplication in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. See, people will start dropping money, money into our account. People that will talk slow. People will just wake up and and know this guy. Angels, angels will start locating you. There are some testimonies I can't share online. Maybe one on one. There are some testimonies that happen to me. I can't say it online. God knows your name. I'll tell us that maybe after the news. God knows your name. He knows your house address. See, somebody just cried. Say, no, let me explain the supernatural. I wish, I wish we all of us are working in this in this level. The supernatural. We experience the supernatural. One of my brothers, I can share this one online because thank you. One of my brothers in, in, in Lagos, he got a job in a place he didn't solicit. They said they saw his city. They called his number. See, angels, angels, the Bible says, our angels don't minister spirits unto us. And angels, the Bible, the Bible has made us to see that angels can take the form of human beings and go and do things. I have seen it before in my own lifetime. My mother has reported the same thing to me before. Angels can take the form of human beings and go and do things on your behalf. I said, ministry spirits, ministry angels, the angels of the Lord, we go and attend to your living in the name of Jesus. Time is gone, but uh, wow. 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 Let's stop here. We will stay, take, we'll start from number four next week. Let's stop here. Let's stop here. Having a revelational knowledge of God, I want to know you. That's your prayer today. Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to start having this experience. Enough of stories. Enough of principles. I shouldn't be doing the same thing that we that 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 I don't believe I will get. I shouldn't be getting the same results. What's the point of it? Lord, I want to know you. I want to move away from the realm of knowing the stories of our fathers. I want to move away from the realm of principles. If I do this, this will come out. I want to have a revelational knowledge of Christ. Shall we begin to pray? Begin to pray. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to have a revelational knowledge of you. In the name of Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you for yourself, for myself. In the name of Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you more. Make me know you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. 